Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Hi, I'm Theron Denson, the Black Diamond, and you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. and running start your Sunday on KCOU 88.1 FM a little bit warmer here in Columbia Missouri than it has been the last two weeks but we got some hot takes coming up today here from the studio Harrison Vapnik alongside Garrett Pay for usual our guest today the star of KCOU unfiltered usually on Saturday nights not last Saturday night also the host of the rough draft Thursdays at 3 p.m. Tyler Kading. I know. Tyler, welcome on. I know one person who is going to be very, very upset with you if he ever gets a chance to listen back to this. Oh, no. So. Is it the other host of yeah. KCU Unfiltered? <laughs> we, well, don't, we don't mention him, though. One half we, of the KCU we we un, Unfiltered host, Harrison Valdnick, Garrett Pave, Tyler Kading, live from the KCU studio. You know, another week of no football, but definitely a lot of news going around the NFL today. Sure doesn't feel this week. no football. Well, we sure. have some. There's some FCF stuff yeah, on it. Anybody oh, that's watch? Right. If you want to watch Mercer play football, anybody yeah, watch? Anybody just... watch any of that this weekend? No. Yeah. Do you see a Nickel State beat Lincoln, Missouri, eighty-seven to three? Eighty-seven to three. This is game? why I do not yep. watch FCF. Well, <laughs> well, Lincoln University is about thirty minutes of yeah. here, so tough game, tough day for them. Yeah, we choose day, not uh, to acknowledge them for about but... to lose football games <laughs> by eighty-four points. But the big, the big news <laughs> of the weekend, the week actually, I think this happened on. This was Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah. Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles legend, traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick and a second-round pick that could turn into a first-round pick. Tyler, I'm going to start with you. He reunites with his former offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, who's been the head coach for the Colts the last couple years since he left Philadelphia. Carson Wentz has not been the same quarterback. Can Frank Reich turn Carson Wentz back into his MVP finalist self? Absolutely not. Carson Wentz is beyond repair. Carson Wentz last year wasn't just bad. He was had the worst quarterback season of any player not in his first two years of his career in the history of football. History of football. That's the guy and has the worst contract in football. And that's the guy you gave a first and third round pick to. It's the worst trade. In, and I've gone into 20, 25 minute rants on this twice. I'm not going to do that now because it's no point. It's pointless. But it's the worst trade in the history of football by a lot. And it is disqualifying of Chris Ballard ever being taken seriously again. No, Frank Wright cannot fix Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is beyond the point where he's fixable. Beyond the point where he's fixable. Gary, and gonna, that's pretty much it. Garrett, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Carson Wentz, can he work in Indianapolis? You know, I, I have to agree with Tyler. I, I don't think he works. Um, I mean, I, I guess there's always a chance. Um, but I think this is more than, you know— him coming in, getting a new coach, getting a new system, and being good as new. Uh, I mean, he was, you know, he had a few good seasons here and there. Of course, in 2017, you had 33 touchdowns, just seven interceptions. He had good, he had good flashes through those couple of years, but uh, the consistency was always an issue with Carson Wentz. And even when he was playing well, he'd get hurt, right? And he wasn't healthy, mm-hmm. and he didn't play in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. So uh, all of this kind of culminates together. And I look, I, I love Carson Wentz, great guy, good dude, but. You know, good dude doesn't win any games. And I think I have to agree with Tyler. I think this guy is, 
you know, maybe he'll prove us wrong. But right now, um, I think they swung big, and I don't think it's going to pay off. I think he just is at this point. I think there's that mental roadblock in his head. The past couple of years have just mm-hmm. been so rough for him with injuries and just the system with Philadelphia and the break off between him and Doug Peterson. So I don't think I don't think he'll do well. I don't think he'll succeed in uh, Indianapolis. I don't. And that, there's the other thing is it's it's the same offense. It is like that's yep. it'd, be, it'd be one thing if you were going and I know one of the guys that has been I don't think he's actually going to trade it at this point, but kind of rumored is Derek Carr. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah the scheme fits there not not great and put him in a different scheme put him in a scheme like the Andy Reid the West Coast style offense can do a lot better and everyone understands that. Yep. Carson Wentz is going to the exact same scheme. The only thing that's different is going to be the guy in charge. Yep. And the guy in charge is the heir apparent to Doug Peterson. Yep. I don't see how that's going to help unless he actually just detested Doug Peterson. Which, uh, yeah, which is maybe, I get it. maybe. Might improve him a tiny bit, but yep. you're not going to improve him from the worst quarterback no. in football to no. even average by doing that. We no. talk about how good Frank Reich is as the coach and Chris Ballard is his GM. Since, well, since they became the combo well, there, they have one playoff one. Chris Ballard's not a good GM. I think people over this is this is disqualifying of Chris Ballard ever being called good. I ever think again. people over exaggerate the level that we put Frank Reich and Chris Ballard on because they have one playoff win and it came against the supreme organization of the Houston Texans. So I guess that win has to be taken. <laughs> wasn't that win seriously? over was that win over was that wasn't Desha- was that Deshaun? That was Deshaun. Was that, Deshaun? Okay. that was the year the Texans started 0 three yeah, yeah, and okay. went eleven and five. Okay, I was gonna say I was trying to figure out who the Texans quarterback they, they the was. The they blew a week sixteen game to get yeah. the bye at yes. Philadelphia against yeah. Carson okay. Wentz's backup, Nick Foles. Okay, That's I remember right. that. Let's oh, go yeah, back. Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz, by well, the way. Well, we, I, I strongly agree but. with that. Let's go back to the twenty seventeen season. The Eagles start eleven and one. Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in football. Ten and one. Yeah. Carson Wentz was the best quarterback in football that year. He was hot as ever. Yeah. They lose a Sunday night game in Seattle 24-10. Wentz wasn't great that game. They play a Sunday game the next week against the Rams, which was the battle of what at the time was the two best teams in the NFC. Also, Wentz, that was Wentz and Goff, right? Back and forth game. Well, those neither of those quarterbacks are on their team anymore. Well, yeah. Wentz tears his ACL yeah. on a pass that he's throwing. He's running, trying to run for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Tears his ACL, throws a touchdown. Also on Jeffrey two plays later. Carson Wentz does not come back in. Nick Foles leads that team to the Super Bowl. That team was on the decline. When Wentz went down. They'd lost the week before. They were on the track to lose that game against the Rams. Foles comes in, leads them to a comeback. Chris Long gets a strip sack. They win that game by eight. Next thing you know, they go to Minnesota to win the Super Bowl. Since that, 2018, they go five and six. Wentz gets hurt. Foles comes in, leads them to the playoff, wins a couple playoff, wins a playoff game against the Chicago Bears. I don't think we want to go into that one, Tyler. Uh, Lose a close game to the Saints because Alshon Jeffrey dropped the pass. 2019. Only, only beat the Bears because the Bears beat themselves. 2019 we'll... starts every game, goes 9-7, and seven, gets hurt in the first drive of the playoff game against the Eagles, against mm-hmm. the, the uh, Seahawks. That is 17-9. That was a cheap shot. Yeah, that was Javion Clowney. So since that 2017 season, Carson Wentz has not been the same quarterback. Your thoughts on the trajectory of his career? Okay, here's the thing. Yeah, he was good in 2017. At this point, 2017 was three and a half years, two and a half, was it, would be... No, three and a half years ago. This will be four years. This will be three and a half years ago that he was actually a good quarterback. And since he was a good quarterback, he's torn his LCL. He's torn his ACL. He's literally broken his back. And he's had a massive concussion. And he's been awful. Yeah. Yeah. How many many games did he start last year? Carson Wentz started 12 games. And he was fully healthy. He was just bad. Yeah. He He, he got benched. Three, eight, and one in those 12 starts. So... Even still, you want to say, oh, he was good four years ago. Cool. Look at what's happened since then. Torn, up, torn knee. Tore his entire right knee up. 
broke his back, and he hasn't played well. I'm not going to lie. The stats in 2019 are pretty good. 4,039 yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 picks. He he, okay, he, okay, maybe you could say he was average in 2019. Maybe. He was average. Like, okay, yeah. fi- I, I'm, I'm fine admitting that. Last I'm, year he was the worst. How many times either, either how many way, times even, even if did you guys— a- even if it was average, $28 million for him, that's a joke. How many times but, last year did you guys watch the red zone on a Sunday and say to yourself, Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback I've seen today? Not often because the Eagles weren't in the red zone that much because Carson Wentz was that bad. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that's great. Uh, Garrett, your thoughts on uh, Carson Wentz's career yeah, trajectory? Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with Tyler again. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, I, I think that year they won the Super Bowl. I'm going to be completely honest. I think it was the perfect storm for Philadelphia. I, I honestly— I, I don't know if they would have won as a Patriots fan. I don't, I don't— Seriously. I don't necessarily agree with that. Really? Because Wentz was a better quarterback that year than Foles. He w- and I I find it hard to believe that downgrading at that position would they yeah. or I mean upgrading at the, upgrading at that position would make them not yeah. win. I I just have a hard time fathoming that because Wentz was legitimately really good in 2017. He was. Again, that's three and a half years ago he, though. We're talking about 2021. Yeah, he was good. I just yeah. think my whole thing is like you look at Foles' stats and his playoffs, like you're not getting much better than that. 373 yards in the Super Bowl against yeah. New England. 352 yards against, you know, Minnesota. I mean, his Wentz's Those games highest, were also just insane. They were insane. Yeah. I mean, Wentz's, I know you can, you know, point to regular season games. is not important. Wentz's highest statistic game was 348 against the Seattle Seahawks. So, I don't know. I, I just think they kind of hit, you know, when he went down, everything kind of came together for the right reasons. But, no, I mean, I think, you know, he's he's shown what he can be. I and mean, we all knew it was a risky draft pick in the first place. You know, mm-hmm. getting a guy from North Dakota State. Um, some people were really high on him. Some were really low on him. We didn't really know Sounds what we were going to get. Sounds like Trey Lance. <laughs> like Trey Lance. Uh, Josh Allen, too, in my opinion. Yes. I think Josh Allen was coming from Wyoming. You know, a big stretch. Of, is he going to be great? Is he not going to be great? Mahomes. Wentz is the same way. Mahomes, yeah. So I um, I, I just think Wentz is, I think since that year, it's gone downhill. I think that injury has always been right here in his head. And I'm not sure the Eagles. Which one? The knee or the back? Uh, all, <laughs> or 20 the of, all 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, or the massive concussion. <laughs> I just think it's always, I don't know, I don't necessarily know if the Eagles have handled his situation correctly, either with the injury and the way they've gotten him back into action. So I think it's all been a, a storm for Carson Wentz, and well, it's the, not helped him at all. The Eagles aren't blameless because no. that organization has been one of the worst-run organizations oh, I think in the NFL for the past couple of years. But They're the Cleveland Browns of the Lombardi 100%, Trophy. 100%. Having to give Howie Re- Roseman credit for this trade has been one of the worst things I've ever, human, like, ever physically done because Howie Roseman is the worst. Look at their cap situation this year. Howie Roseman's the it's worst. It's a disaster. Howie Roseman can't draft. They're, they're paying like Darius Slay so much money. He, he can't. For, like, do you remember the, the Seahawks game, the Slay Metcalf thing? Yeah. Oh, That was one of the most yeah. entertaining oh, yeah. 10 minutes of football of my so, life. Howie Roseman can't draft. Howie Roseman doesn't know the player value. He gave Carson Wentz a massive extension. Also, keep in mind, Carson Wentz got a got the biggest extension in football history. He was the highest paid player in league history from the Eagles. Played precisely zero games on that contract. But... Yeah, they're not blameless because it's been no. just the worst run organization in sports over the past over the past or in, in the NFL over the past couple of years. So, I agree 100%. 100%. But, yeah, so they're not they're not blameless. No. But in this instance, I I hate giving the Eagles credit. Agreed. But cuz everything they've done since they won the Super Bowl has just been How's downhill been downhill downhill. But two two things on the Eagles Super Bowl. If Carson Wentz is that quarterback, the Patriots have eight, the Tom Brady's eight Super Bowls. I see I just have a hard Car- I have a hard Nick Foles see, is coming hot out of the bullpen. I mean, keep in mind, Nick Foles, yeah, you say Nick Foles had 370 yards. Tom Brady had 460. Five, no, in the Super Bowl, he had 505. Okay, 505. 460 even, was the Falcons game. Okay, okay, fine. Even even more, 505. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots did everything humanly possible in that game. 
Yeah, but the defense, been, it would have been easier to stop I, once. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Again, we're talking a game four years ago, not like that. Really oh, I, I, can, I know every play but, of that game. It's, it's a but nightmare. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, it's not the same thing, but I almost look at it too, and this could be, I mean, I, this is just my opinion. You look at that national championship a couple of years ago with Georgia and Alabama, you know, when Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. started the first half, and then all of a sudden you get a change of pace and a change that of scenery. Great, into great comparison. Into a Tagovailoa. I think it's the same And those games were a month apart also. Exactly. So I just think that kind of... In my opinion, is the thing I look at is oh, that's a very similar. Such it, it's like I mean, it's a gutsy. I mean, for you know, Alabama's a gutsy call for the Eagles. They had no other option, right? Yeah. Who else you play? Nate, Nate Sudfeld. 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 Yeah. So, but no, I think it's kind of a similar situation. Not, not a gutsy decision if you're Doug Peterson. No. No. <laughs> Speaking of Doug Peterson, so there it was a quote from like when he signed the extension in June of 2019. How like we're just getting started with like Wentz and Doug Peterson like posing for a picture, and now they're both gone. And there's also a statue of Nick Foles outside the stadium. He's gone too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's just what's happened to that. There's Eagles, a Cleveland Browns with Lombardi Trophy. Yep. Eagles head coach with a Lombardi Trophy should have been the most job security anyone in sports yep. has ever had. <laughs> you made it two yep. years. It was, which is kind of, which is kind of crazy to think about, because it was that, and it was Cubs manager when they win the World Series. Those were the two, because those were the two organizations that could not physically win regardless of anything they tried. And once they finally reached the pinnacle, that was going to be the most secure job ever. Yep. He was going to be whoever that head coach was was going to be renowned. It was going to have the key to the city. Was going to be able to run for governor of Pennsylvania. Like everything. Doug Peterson lasted two years, and going back to the whole Cubs manager thing, he lasted three. It's it's just it's mind boggling. If I'm not mistaken, Doug Peterson is unemployed right now. What? Yeah, yeah no, he's, 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 he's not a job. job right now. He's not no. going to get a job. No. You don't think Doug? Pe- I don't. How funny would it be? Yeah, if I don't think he's. I don't okay. think he's getting an NFL go, job. Gary, go first. I could see him snagging a Doug Marone type position over like Alabama. You know what I mean? Yeah, Doug Marone, I don't think he's getting an NFL yeah, job. No way. No way. I can see him in college. Well, in Alabama too. This is example. I mean, Alabama is known for kind of re, you know, surging these these former NFL coaching careers. Sarkeesian's the same way. Mm-hmm. Sarkeesian failed in the NFL. He did. Coast yeah. Alabama. He failed at USC. Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. That's what I'm saying. Lane Kiffin's the same way. I think Doug Marone now bringing him in. you got all these coaches. For, I think you they can Bill O'Brien. They have Bill O'Brien too now, right? Who, He's throw who do they not have on their coaching staff? I mean, they got NFL. They, got, they had they had Charlie Strong too, which I, think Charlie, is, yeah. which I think is going Where, right back. I, I know. Right Where's he the now? NFL. He's, He's the He's the assistant head coach for the Jaguars. Yeah, he is. He's the Jaguars' assistant head yep, coach. Urban Meyer brought him in. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, yeah. I, I completely missed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, last thing on, I guess, Wentz. If Doug Peters went to the Colts as a, some kind of coach there, it would, just, Cars, be, Carson, would just be perfect. Carson Wentz would retire at that point. Also, one thing with the Eagles, uh, I guess we'll, we'll hop in the draft stuff here. Do the Eagles need a quarterback? <laughs> no. No. You roll the dice with Jalen Hurts. I'd be willing to over who you're going to be able to get at six. Yeah, I mean, here's the yeah. thing: six is yeah. you're not getting a, you're got you are not getting one of the top four, what generally considered to be the top four quarterbacks now at six. I have to agree with you. I I, I think that's a fair point. I think you give Jalen Hurts another year. I mean, he showed towards the end. Okay, this poor guy got thrown into arguably the worst possible situation. Arguably? He got thrown into a fire. The, yeah, no, okay. he got thrown into the worst possible <laughs> the, situation. The, the worst yeah. situation, and he's got all the upside in the world, but. Oh my goodness! The fact he came in and played the way he did in the end of that season was phenomenal for him. At six, I mean, you're looking at guys available: Kyle Pitts, maybe Jamar Chase. There's so much more you could do with that pick That's than quarterback. Saying. I couldn't agree more. I 
Jalen Hurts is a fundamentally flawed quarterback. He is. And I no still doubt. 100% no believe that. And Agreed. there's still a lot of things he needs fixing. Yep. I don't know if he's the future of that team. They don't think he is. No. And let's make that perfectly clear. They drafted him to back up. Yep. They do not think he is the future of that franchise. They took him in the second round pick. Then why yeah. they draft him as a backup? Because backup quarterbacks are that valuable. Backup quarterbacks are a top 10 valuable position on a football roster. It's very, it is very That's close. That's a premier pick, though. But if you, if you look towards the actual breakdowns of positional importance and just break it down either numerically, mathematically, however you want to do it, it's getting very close to where it's going to be a market inefficiency to draft a backup quarterback in the first round because you have the fifth-year option in the cheap contracts. Very much if you want to look at guys like Chase Daniel, very much prove that because Chase Daniel is getting paid more than the first-round rookie scale. That's where where they went. Howie Roseman's very much always been a logic-based general man. That's why they made that draft pick is it's he was drafted as a backup because they considered he's a really good backup. It's a market inefficiency to draft a backup at that spot. That's why the pick was he was never intended to start. At least never intended to start this quickly. Keep in yeah. mind they had their quarterback for five years when they drafted Jalen Hurts. Or when they, yeah, when they drafted Jalen Hurts, they had their quarterback under contract for five years. They don't think he's the future of that franchise. No. But I think given what he showed, and yeah, fundamentally flawed quarterback, there are definitely things you do not like about Jalen Hurts. And there are definitely things he needs to improve on if he's going to stick around in the yep. league. But he showed enough to where... It's, it's going to be, if it comes down to, you want to take a quarterback at six without moving up, it's going to come down to more than likely him versus Mac Jones. And yeah. as much as I love Mac Jones, Yeesh. as much as I love Mac Jones, I'm willing to roll the dice on the guy you already have and and give Hurts better um, teammates around him. Well, and you talk about this Hurts, this drafting in the second round, you know, Hurts, so I, I think the idea of the Eagles, too, and a lot of people talked about this, was this whole, this was in the middle of this whole Taysom Hill kind of thing. You can use him as a Swiss Army mm-hmm. knife. All I tried that. It didn't work. No, it didn't work. But I think their idea was bringing him in as, look, we can use him. You can line him up. You know, you can do an op. You can run an option with them. I mean, you can run anything with Jalen Hurts because we know the mobility is there. I don't know. But if it's that, not worked that way. I don't know if that's truly. I don't know if that it, was. A, I don't know. if Maybe that was consideration. I don't think that's why. No, they I don't it. think it was the top reason. But yeah. I think it was in the back of their minds that we could I use him. I think they him. That's three or four plays a game. Agreed. I don't think, agreed. You, I don't think no, they would have drafted him I think they could have drafted him for the exact reason that we had just now. If Carson Wentz struggled and they needed to move off him. This was the reason they I, have see, a guy like Jalen Hurts. I don't buy that necessarily. Because like you said, I mean, you were able to read his numbers for 2019. He wasn't horrible. No. Like, he was just, he was an average quarterback. But he you, was still getting hurt. But, but you were married to him for five years. Okay, fine. You're, draft, you're still you're drafting him as a backup. I don't think they ever truly intended. I don't think ever Howie Roseman ever truly intended on trading Carson Wentz. On Carson Wentz actually leaving. Getting hurt, maybe. I don't think he actually ever thought of him actually leaving. It was the perfect storm. It was the absolutely disgusting, just massive golf trade that drove his value up. It was the fact that somehow some team saw him as an asset that they Chris were able to, but that, that they were able to get a first round pick for him and that he wanted out. It took all of those things for this to happen. We look back 365 days ago, it would be asinine to even think that this was going to happen. I don't think they. I don't think there's any chance they drafted Jalen Hurts thinking that was like all that was going to happen. If I told you on February 2nd, 2019, the day before Super Bowl 53, that neither Carson Wentz or Jared Goff would be on their team, what would you say? I would have believed you with Jared Goff. I would have. This is the day before the yeah, Rams Patriots Super Bowl. I would have believed you. I would have believed you with Jared Goff, but it would have been for a completely different reason. It would have been because I. I Correct me if I'm wrong. That was before he signed his extension. That was two months before he signed his extension. Yeah. That's Three why. Months. That that's why because I thought I thought the Rams were going to be smarter and be the team that finally decides not to pay a, a 
below average quarterback. And then they money. paid him all that money. In. That's why I would have I would have understood that. I would have thought, okay, he's going into his fifth year option. This would have been his fifth year option year. It would have been okay. They just either refused to pick up his fifth year option or they traded him on the fifth year option. And I would have believed that. Once no chance. So let's move on to some NFL draft stuff. Tyler said before he wasn't gonna. Rants about Carson Wentz for 20 minutes. We're sitting at 17, so you're a little little bit short of that. Let's talk some quarterbacks in this draft. Who's better, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance? Rank them one to three. Oh, God. I mean, Trey Lance is clearly three. Like, really? by a mile I three. Agree. I agree. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think it's anywhere near why? close. Tell me why you are anti- uh, Trey Lance is going to go two and a half years only playing one football game. That's why. And looked bad in that one football game. The sample size for me is just not there right now for his, you know, his coming out of the draft. And I get he's a great quarterback. He's shown last year as a for, you know, his first time starting the full season. He's played well. He succeeded there. But he's, what, he played one game this year? Played right? one, he yeah. played yeah. one he game. Was it was against Central yeah, Arkansas. Good, and he looked really bad. Subpar. So, really bad is a stretch. But So what, that bad. right there is going to – I mean, that game was his – draft kind of highlights for this year. That game is going to show why he's a first, whatever it is, pick. Well, it didn't show that at all. Yeah. And I think his I look, I think he's gotten good intangibles. I think the fun I think you talk about fundamentals. I think he has fundamentals, but I just don't know is the IQ there? Can he put it all together I, for I an NFL the, team? I think the IQ's there. I don't think mm. that's an issue. I think he's a really smart guy. I think again, you have a, there's a lot no, of tools. No interceptions in 2019. Yeah. I think he's a really Zero. I think he's a really smart quarterback. Mm. I think, the, I think a lot of the tools are there. My issue with him is there's still a lot, to, long ways to yeah. go. He's definitely not going to be able to be starting year one. No. no and no, the no, trend no. that you've seen with quarterbacks that don't start year one is unless they get really, really good coaching, that's, that's a bad sign. You so, and you're going to have to throw him into the perfect situation you are. for him to be able to play one game, one bad game against Central Arkansas in a quarter decade. Yeah, what does it prove? And... Be able to be an NFL level quarterback. Well, I don't, I don't think say? that's possible. Yeah, I was gonna say it reminds me a little bit, and this is kind of a, my, one of my comparisons of, of, of the old Jordan Love yeah, situation. Thank, in a sense. thank you. Because Utah just about State, to bring that up. yeah, because a, a smaller. But school, we haven't seen Jordan Love play in the pros yet. But that's my point. So, but, but my whole thing is, I what, what we've heard, we've heard from the coaches, we've heard from the media, the Love situation is not working out, and in my opinion. That was a horrible draft pick. You and I got on air before the, uh, I think it was the conference championship, about yeah. Jordan Love. Why not acquire a receiver, some asset you can use to help Aaron Rodgers? Well, I think if, you know, Trey Lance goes to a team that's got a you know, secure starting quarterback and he, he's under him for a year, whatever it is, I think a first-round pick for that is a reach. I mm-hmm. think it's a lot like the Jordan Love situation. We know yeah. he can be good, you know, but will what's he? he – Yeah, will he and what's he proven to us so far? So – some news here. I'm working on a new podcast project, and one of my first guests was Trey Lance's high school coach, Terry Ballman. And we talked about this exact thing about how him having played one game in two and a half years, and if there's that's going to be concerned. That's assuming he starts year two, also. Two and a half years is assuming yeah, he assuming starts the second year in the NFL. I don't know if he's and ready for that. He was no. basically explaining to me that, you know, he's, he played so well in 2019 when he had already sat out. For his entire, he did not play his freshman yeah. year, and he came straight into the fire in his first game against Butler, and a game in Minnesota. He and he dominated. He dominated from the start after sitting out over a year. I guess if you're going back to the end of his senior year of high school, which was mm-hmm. November of 2017 to September of 2019, was outstanding from the start. And then you know he was saying how if a team's going to draft him, it would probably be best to sit him out for that first year if it's in the right situation. If it's in the right situation. And I, 
I, I could be looking back 10 years and think this is really stupid. I just everything's going to have to go right. Agreed. For Trey Lance to be a successful quarterback. You don't you don't take that guy, those kind of guys towards the top of the draft. You don't take guys that everything needs to go right. You need to, you you take guys that things can go wrong and they're still going to yep. succeed. I agree. And that's why Trey Lance is nowhere near those two. For so me. let's dive into the other two. Nowhere near. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. <laughs> Zach Wilson's a tiny bit better. Thank you. Really? A Thank ti- you. A tiny bit. Yes. Are we just going to ignore yes. the Ohio State yes. Clemson game? I, uh, Are we just going to ignore is, it? Justin Fields is really <laughs> Justin Fields is really really good. I'm not Justin Fields is a, an incredible quarterback. Justin Fields would be quarterback one in most years. I 100% believe that, but it's the it's the and we've heard it all the time. It's the slow to get the ball out, processing. Yep. That's if Justin Fields was better at that, he'd be miles above Zach Wilson. It's you don't have time to throw in the NFL. No. And Justin Fields does have time to throw in college. I mean, look at what – yes, you could say, well, Clemson, look at what he looked like against a NFL-style defense with Northwestern. He looked awful. Yep, yep, through multiple interceptions. And that's, Tough game. That's, that's the way you put it. And it's those really good Big Ten defenses. The Big Ten defenses run – NFL-style schemes. There's a reason that the Packers wanted to hire um, Jim Lean. It's, I think it's uh, Leonhard or Leonard as their defensive coordinator yep. before he turned them down. Is it's uh, is it Leonard? Yeah, Len- um, Leonhard. Yeah. yeah, because it's NFL-style schemes and NFL talented players. And he looked bad against those kind of guys. He did. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's my issue with Justin Fields. I What's don't, your definition of bad though? Because he was a two-time SEC Player of the Year. Uh, big well, Ten, I, Big Ten player of the year. Excuse I mean, me. look at what he looked like against Northwestern. It's it's the process. And just, oh, keep in mind, I, Justin Fields is a top four, four four player in this draft. He's a elite quarterback. Yep. I truly believe that. It's he's his ceiling is limited unless he's able to trust his receivers, trust his offense, get the ball out, read defenses a little bit better post this after the snap. The decision making too. Yeah, his in my ce- opinion, his ceiling's limited at that point. Yep. Zach Wilson's ceiling is off the charts. It's Zach Wilson's ceiling is just south of Mahomes. Yeah. I saw Zach Wilson play in the Boca Raton yeah. Bowl against Central Florida where they dropped like 42 points in the first half. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he's I'm incredible. just he's my an concern is what it's going to look like in NFL competition when you're playing in I, that's, when you're playing with BYU against these mm-hmm. small schools. That that's an issue, but I think he's shown enough to where he's going to be able to I think he's shown enough. I mean, you like Trey Lance? I like Trey Lance a lot. Yeah, that's I, I mean, think when it's also Zach Trey Lance plays be the be- second best quarterback in the draft. Zach Wilson plays better teams than Trey Lance. Yeah, so that's a fair point. Yep. So I, I don't necessarily think the competition's necessarily an issue with well, Zach Wilson. I think he's shown enough. I mean, keep in mind, people are going back to Mahomes. That was one of the things they trashed well, him. True. That was one of the things they true. trashed him for was, oh look, you're playing Big Twelve defenses, and despite him looking on film as the best quarterback to come out of the draft in a long time, which is what he looked like. I mean, that was obvious at least to me at the time that Mahomes was that guy. But the thing with both. And, so you don't. Go I, I don't buy into that. I don't the, buy into that kind of stuff. The thing with both, with both Wilson and Lance, they really have like a one-year sample size, kind of similar to Mitch Trubisky when yeah. he was coming out of North yeah. Carolina. Had a really good one year, taken with the second pick in the draft, and it didn't really go too well. Well, there's a difference because Mitch Trubisky also didn't look that good in college, at least as an NFL prospect. Yeah, that was a mm, that was never pick. that was never a good pick. No, that was a terrible pick. And I I think. When Deshaun Watson and Patrick Holmes were sitting there. But no, oh, well, man. I mean, Mahomes, yeah, yes, Mahomes but... fine. Deshaun Watson had Agreed. gone to the national championship back to back years and should have won a Heisman. No excuse. I, mean, I, I hated Trubisky at the time. That's that's the difference here. There's a difference between Zach Wilson and Mitch Trubisky. Like as a college quarterback. 
there's a difference between Zach Wilson and Mitch Trubisky. And say what you want about Zach Wilson, about him being a one-year sample size. At least he wasn't a one-year starter. Like Trey Lance? Like Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, true that. If we're going towards yeah. that, Mitch Trubisky got benched for a dude that was a backup, was was the backup for a dude that ended up being a backup in the XFL as he was starting <laughs> for the Bears. It was the same thing with Daniel Jones as well with Duke. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... I. I don't buy into the inexperience to that kind of stuff with Zach Wilson. Okay, yeah, and Wilson's. Mm. He's he's good. He's he is incredible. He is he is going to be a star in this league. Dude is insane. And so is Justin Fields. I think I, just, I think they can all be stars. So so is Justin Fields. I think all four of them are going to be I, I stars agree. in the NFL. I agree. I don't I I don't think everything's going to go right for Lance. So I can't. So let's talk about the fifth quarterback. How far <laughs> is Mac Jones from the other four? He's above Trey Lance. Really? Yes. Man. Because, well, because his ceiling's nowhere near. His ceiling, okay. His ceiling, or his, never mind his ceiling. His floor is nowhere near Lance's. There What's his a, ceiling, though? Not that high. Uh, his ceiling's nowhere near as high as Lance's, but his floor's nowhere near as low. There is a chance, in my in my mind at least, Trey Lance never starts a game in the NFL. I can see that. I think there's a very legitimate chance and a relatively high chance that happens. I think it's fair. That so, is. So, Mac, Mac Jones could, I My mouth just dropped when Tyler just said that. Mac, <laughs> Mac Jones could start week one. Mac Jones is that guy. And there are issues with Mac Jones. Mac Jones can't move. Which is an issue, or neither can Tom Brady. Yeah, Mac Jones has shaky intermediate accuracy. Yep, I agree. His velocity is not fantastic, especially in those kind of passes. He reads the defenses really well. He's very much in command of offenses, very much in command of defenses. Is able to move guys with his eyes. Has the best deep ball I think of any quarterback in the draft by a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to love about Mac Jones. I'm gonna take you in a time machine back one year ago. When there was a certain quarterback with a really good offensive line and some really good receivers, and then he came into the pros and was awful his rookie year, and that was an Alabama quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. How do I know the same thing's not going to happen with Mac Jones? Mac Jones is better than Tua. Yes. I, really? Honestly, yes. I, agree with, yes. I agree with that. Yes. Uh, I think Mac Jones is better he, than Tua. Keep in mind, Tua's yeah. talented quarterback. There's a, lot, there's a lot of issues with Tua. There, there, was the, oh, no. a, there was both surgically repaired yeah. ankles, and he was running on bionic legs. I was afraid to say it, but Tyler did, so I'll say Mac Jones is better than Tua. Yeah, there was the left-handed quarterback thing, which, keep yeah. in mind, that was an issue for the Dolphins of course, this year. Of course, say yeah, what you want. The left-handed quarterback was an issue for the Dolphins He was the year. first left-handed quarterback to start an NFL game since yeah. Michael Vick in 2015. Yeah. That, so that's that's an and issue. Before that, it was Tebow. It was Tebow. Yeah, Tebow. So that's that's been an issue, and that's yep. that was an issue for the Dolphins this year. That that more than anything in my mind is why they got better with Fitzpatrick, it was because he actually yeah. was he was actually able to run the offenses because left-handed quarterbacks couldn't. So <laughs> Tua is an incredibly talented quarterback. I agree. There's, I, there, I don't love Tua anyway. I there, don't think I don't think he's yeah. that great. I don't. Yeah. There's the. There's the limitations there that aren't his fault, anywhere yep. near his fault, that stop him from ever yep. being that great of a quarterback. Mac Jones doesn't have those. Mac Jones's limitations purely physical. Agreed. It's building around that, and there are teams that can do it. How many quarterbacks in the league have had success even the past couple of years without being able to move outside the pocket? The Buccaneers just won the Super Bowl with a quarterback that can't move. I'm not saying Mac Jones. They went through with a lot of other things, also. Well, yeah, but I'm, not, I'm not saying Mac Jones is Tom Brady, but I'm saying it's possible to win with a guy that can't move. What's, I, the, what's the best fit for Mac Jones then? He's got. Look, oh I, God, that's a good question. I'm gonna, say, I, I'm gonna say this too. I, I think I've always been this way. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not high on Mac Jones. I'm not. In fact, I think he and my if I'm gonna go out there, I have him sitting six on my board quarterback wise. I don't like Ow. Mac Jones. I I don't. I've watched him this year and I was never high on him. I think he took advantage of phenomenal weapons around him. The best in college football. I think one of the best minds in college football and Steve Sarkeesian. That's just my opinion. I think if Mac Jones is going to succeed relatively at all. He's got to be in the right system. He's a system quarterback. Bill Bel- I think Bill he's a system one. quarterback. 
I think you mentioned it, Tyler. His accuracy is subpar. I think his his intermediate accuracy. Agreed, but I his think deep accuracy is incredible. It is, but I think at the same time, when you watch these games, he's throwing what sixty yards to Devontae Smith, who's got twenty yards of separation on anybody they play. Like he's got a good deep ball. I agree, he can throw it down there. But I have never been high on this guy, and I think every time he gets hit, he's getting up holding something different on his body. Like he is every time he gets hit, his his health is an issue. And I, I, I'm telling you, I don't know why. I have just never been high uh, on this guy. He has never been a guy I've looked at as a first-round talent. Like, I know they're looking at Washington drafting him, and I'm like, please, Lord, no. Like, I <laughs> please, no. Tyler Heineke would be a, a better choice, yes, possibly. Yes, agree. Uh, last, last thing with quarterbacks. A lot of people feel indifferent about this man, Kyle Trask. Garrett and I are pretty high on him. <laughs> Our friend I mean... Jake Circus is as low on him as you could be. Tyler, what side are you what's on? What's as low as his, what's as low as him as on him as you can be? Just out of curiosity. I saw a mock draft where he's in like the fifth round. Maybe okay, I fourth. Think, I don't think he's that. Bad, I think he could be a first round talent. Oh, I don't. Kyle Trask? I don't. I do. I do. I don't. I, I think he'd be Josh Allen 2.0. He's like he's a backup. No, he's not anywhere. He can't move anywhere near as well as Josh Allen can. I think he's got an awesome arm. And he, he cannot he can move, move any, around. And no, he cannot move anywhere near as well as Josh Allen can. And he doesn't have anywhere near the arm Josh Allen I don't has. know. I don't know. Garrett no. and I are, Garrett and I have been he, on Kyle Trask. No. It's like, who did Florida play their first game of the year? Some bad well, opponent. Wait, wait, to be fair, that was. To We've be, been on him since like that day. To be day. fair, that was me with Mac Jones because I was able to because it was here. And I was able to, was sitting in the first row of that game, or like first row right there, watching that happen. I'm like, wow, this guy's actually really good. Like, say what you want. He was, that hitting, was and that was me with Zach Wilson. But, and he was hitting, yeah. dropping every throw in the yeah, But he was dropping every throw in the bucket. That was me with Mac Jones. It was the first game, and he's gotten, he got a lot better. I don't think Kyle, like Kyle Trask, I think is going to stick around the league. He's not going to be a starter. Yeah. I don't think, I don't. What think round do you think he'll go in? If you were to take a guess. What were we second? Okay. If I had to guess, I think I don't think he, I don't think he's gonna go in the first round. I think the only way he goes in the first round is if for like as well. What I think is gonna happen is the fir- first four quarterbacks go one two three four. I agree. Uh, okay. Go one two three four at bare minimum fall to six. I think at worst one of those four guys falls to six. Gotcha. You think they're four gonna go in the top six? E- Do you I think, think the Miami Dolphins are gonna take a quarterback? I think my, I don't think Miami Dolphins are taking that pick. I think they're moving down. They're going to take Devontae Smith. No, I think they're moving down. Because Devontae Smith can catch a lefty pass. I think they're moving. <laughs> and okay, Devontae fine. Parker another, can't. Okay, fine. There's another waddle, or there's another wide receiver from Alabama that's still going to be available late. I mean, at that point, if that's, if that's actually what you're concerned about, there's another quarterback that played with Tua later. So I, I, don't, I think they're going to move down because the price is going to be – that's always how the Dolphins – it's always how Chris Greer's operated is you want as many picks as possible, which is the intelligent thing to do. But he's going to move down. In my mind, I think that's going to happen because the pick value for that's too high. There are three elite quarterbacks at the top of this draft, and they sit at three and don't need a don't. They don't think they need a quarterback. That pick value is too high to take that pick. They'll move down. Let's go to running backs. Pretty fast, and I don't like running backs. <laughs> I went on an IG live a couple hours after the, Nash, the national semifinal. I said Travis Etienne was washed. I said the same thing on this show. Travis Etienne was not the same running back he was this year as he was the previous two. He took more hits, got more injuries, had more bad games. Is Travis Etienne a washed running back? He's a running back. He doesn't matter. Is Travis Etienne's best days behind him? <laughs> what? Is Travis Etienne's best days behind him? I have no clue. It doesn't matter because he's a running back. He can, he can rush for 2,000 yards yeah. next year. It doesn't mean he's any good. <laughs> like, that that's just how running backs work. Okay. And the value of running backs is so, sig- significantly less than 
most other positions. I agree with you. I mean, they last. <laughs> I think the average lifespan of a running back in the NFL three, is two, two or two, three, three years. Well, it's a great thing Maybe. if one goes down, you can plug and play a guy off the Boom. street. He's going to exactly. be just as good. Boom. Like C.J. So. Anderson, guys like that. Uh, if, if people still think running backs matter after C.J. Anderson, after Spencer Ware, after Roy Hillou, like Roy Hillou. No, no, like, that, no, that's a name. Who who could possibly watch all of that after Mike Davis? <laughs> and look at that and possibly think, oh, yeah, well, I know what position we actually need a player running back. You should have one running back on your roster, get him as an undrafted free agent, because it does not matter yeah. who is at that position. Uh, like, who who could be this year's James Robinson? Oh, what? Oh, God, I have no clue, because James Robinson, again, was a product of the system. I've got a couple. i got a couple. I, I have I, a couple guys. I is actually, Larry Roundtree one of them? So, God, I, no. No. I, Larry Roundtree's Jordan Howard. <laughs> and by that, I mean get him out of the NFL. <laughs> Dude, I think a couple guys, though, seriously, who could look at... I mean, you look at the, the Carolina duos, you know, phenomenal. Michael mm-hmm. Carter and Javante Williams are really great players. But here, I got two guys... They're in, in for 700 yards against it's Miami. Insane. I know. 700. Insane. But here are two guys I think could be really good. The first one is Kylan Hill. Yep. Mississippi State running back. This guy took... This guy got put in the worst situation with a Mike Leach offense this year. This was a 1,000-yard rusher the year before. I mean, he was dominant on the field. You bring in Mike Leach, they're using him as a utility back in the receiving game. He didn't get to run the ball enough. He's a great back. The other guy, too, I think he's a he's either gonna be they're gonna draft him, right? And he's either gonna be one of those guys that's gonna make his way to be a starter or he's not gonna be in the league anymore at all. Is Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma. I yep. think we have seen flashes of him, how good he can be. I thought Oklahoma's offensive line this year was fine. I think Creed Humphrey's a great center. I think the rest of them are still undeveloped. Ramondre Stevenson, what he did, I now I know Florida's defense is awful, but what he did to that defense. It, it was a man amongst boys in that game. I think Ramondre Stevenson, Kylan Hill, have the potential to be the next James Robinson in the league. Kyle, I, Kyle, I, running back in a Mike Leach offense is like living in the underworld. Oh, man, it's terrible. I, I got, I'm not going to say – I'm going to throw out an NFL guy here. I'm not going to compare the two solely because they're not the same size. That's the only reason I'm not comparing the two. Puka Williams. There's a lot of Le'Veon Bell. What school is Puka Williams? Kansas. Okay. There's a lot of Le'Veon Bell in him. I can't say I watch too much Kansas football well, this year. A, there's a lot Wait, of – Wait, you said Puka? Puka Williams. Puka Williams. Yeah, there's Good a player. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of Le'Veon Bell in him, in yep. which he can impact the passing game, and he's also incredibly patient, which means he have a good offensive line. He's going to be a star. Yep, I agree. Uh, that's that's how that's who Le'Veon Bell was. Le'Veon Bell was. Oh, I'm just going to wait for the hole to open up because my offensive line is yep. good enough. It's going. What's to, Le'Veon Bell doing now? He got 16 million dollars because his offensive line was good. It doesn't matter what he's doing now. He's getting paid. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell will be a minimum running back next year for like. That's the all he deserves. That's all, all the running backs deserve because they're all products of their offensive line. That being said, Puka Williams has a chance of impacting the passing game. Can he can be that scat back, but he also has that really patient, good vision kind of running style that Le'Veon Bell has. And again, the only reason they're not comparing the two is Le'Veon Bell six one and Puka Williams is five ten, but. If you're looking at a guy that might actually be able to impact a football game, Puka Williams might be. We're going to take a quick break, talk some receivers, talk some defense, talk some team needs. <laughs> right here, start your Sunday, KCAU 88.1 FM. Fans, did you know that research at the Wellness Resource Center indicates that two out of three MU students reported consuming zero to four alcoholic drinks during tailgating? This is why Mizzou has the best fans in America. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. The Missouri Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Guard will pay up to 100% of your tuition for up to 39 credit hours per academic year at 90 colleges and tech schools across the state. You're eligible as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving part-time in the Missouri Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. 
Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. If you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ag Council. If you're interested in building a great career, the Missouri Army National Guard is interested in you. The Guard will pay you to train for a wide range of jobs, such as engineering, combat arms, logistics, transportation, and military police. The skills you'll learn are needed in the Guard and are in high demand in the civilian job market. Plus, you may be eligible for a $20,000 bonus and student loan repayment. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. For nearly 15 years, India's House has brought traditional North Indian cuisine to downtown Columbia. Featuring staples such as tikka masala and tandoori breads, India's House is sure to warm the soul. Located at the intersection of Broadway and Hit, open for delivery or curbside pickup. And now, a poem. Tikka masala is red, and you're feeling blue, but once you're at India's house, you'll feel anew. Hey, this is Brian. And Mikey. And Pat. From Weezer. And you're listening to... KCOU. 88.1 FM Columbia. Columbia. Welcome back to KCOU 88.1 FM, student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Start your Sunday. Tyler Kading, Harrison Valton, and Garrett Pave joining me. Tyler just gave us some breaking news <laughs> featuring a former number three overall pick in the NFL draft. Breaking this, news this, this right bro- here to start your Sunday. Tyler Kading, <laughs> take it away. Break it down. Okay, I'm going to preface this as we were just talking about how um, Leonard Fournette was the worst draft pick of all time. As this news broke, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> Former NFL running back Trent Richardson, and I cannot speak Spanish, so I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, has joined the Caudillos de Chihuahua of the Mexican-American Football League. <laughs> so, Tyler, how, how does this give the, the Chihuahuas <laughs> a chance to win the league? It's a running back. It doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Does this put them over the top? As I was saying, Leonard Fournette is the worst draft pick of the past 20 years. Trent Richardson decides to make, let us know oh that he's God. still alive oh for the first time in the past two years. So, has anyone ever heard of heard from Trent Richardson since the AAF? I could have sw- yeah. Since the AAF no. oh, um, disbanded? Remember the Colts oh, traded a first-round pick for him? Oh, God. <laughs> Bad. Oh wow! What an organization they have right there going to Indianapolis. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on from the from the Chihuahuas to no. the to the wide receivers <laughs> in this year's draft. Um, let's ra- rank these receivers. I'm going to name. All right. Worst the best: Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Rashad Bateman, Kadarius Tony, Rondell Moore, Terrence Marshall. Okay, I'm really glad you got to the seventh name there. Going to say that much um, because I didn't think you were going to do it, and I was going to have an issue with that. One, two, and three, I don't really care how you rank them. I mean, I have Jalen Waddle number one because I love my fat, I love my insanely fat, fast guys. So I have Jalen Waddle number one. Um, out of those three, I'm not confident in that at all, though. I have Devontae Smith right behind him, Jamar Chase right behind that. Yeah. I mean, throw a dart at the dartboard. Who fits your scheme the best? Those are, that's who you take. I, 
All of those guys are going to be incredible. Terrace Marshall's also going to be absolutely incredible. No one wants to admit it yet. He doesn't really have that much of a flaw yep. outside of he's not the crispest route runner in the world. But other than that, I mean, he'd be wide receiver one most years. That's how good Terrace Marshall actually is. Um, what were the other three guys you said? Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. I really like. I don't know where he fits in a modern. Like if he has a role. I don't know how big of a role he can have because he's in that. He's in that scat back, change of pace yep. kind of. I don't know how valuable that guy Mullen is. Mullen used him well. Mullen used him yeah, well. Yeah, I think too. I think in the right he system did. he can be a good receiver. Agreed. The Kansas City Chiefs is not worth that system though. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't know exactly how valuable he is yeah. for that reason. R- what um, about Rondell Moore? Rondell a really good freshman year hasn't done anything since. Again, I love my. I, he, <laughs> I think he's an incredibly talented player, and I love my athletes, and that's who he is. So I love Rondell Moore. I think he's. I. I have. I have one spot in overall below Rashad Bateman. What about? Okay. What about Bateman? Rashad, Rashad Bateman, in my mind, is just worse. Allen Robinson. Whoa. Well, well, considerably worse, but yep. he's not. Allen, Allen Robinson's good though. Well, yeah. No, I know that. Yeah, he's considerably worse. Allen Robinson gets separation. Yep. Because of. His technicality because of his route running. Rashawn Bateman, and he's and he's overly physical, he can get jump balls. Rashawn Bateman's not gonna beat you with speed. He's no. never gonna be that guy. No, no way. And he's not going to be the 6'5 Tyler Johnson, or, or no, not Tyler Johnson, um, Colin Johnson kind of guy that's gonna get drafted because he boxes guys out in the red zone. Yep. He, he's not either of those guys. He's just a technical wide receiver and he's really, really good at it. He's not the type of guy I like, though, because he's not the athlete. I get it. That's yeah. that's who I'm really low on him compared to a lot of people for that reason is I love I mean if you were to look at my wide receivers and you keep going down the list, all the guys that hit up are holy this guy's really fast. This guy's really fast. Who are some sleepers? Really who are some sleeper receivers? Jalen Dar- like? Darden's incredible. Jalen Darden's gonna be an NFL star. Who is he? North Texas wide receiver. Okay. okay. He's gonna he's gonna be an NFL star. He's that good. He's Jalen Darden's absolutely incredible. Anthony Schwartz, yes, is, Schwartz is very similar Auburn. in some sense to Kadarius yes. Tony. I think he's a better wide, pure wide receiver than Kadarius yep. Tony, though. I think he's gonna be really good. Dwayne Eskridge, if it wasn't for the fact that he's like thirty-seven years old, <laughs> is gonna be really, really good. Marcus Stevenson, again, burner. I think he's a really good route runner from Houston. Really, really good. Austin Watkins, again, burner. Yep. really, really good. Um, Deami Brown. Fast. Nico Collins. Fast. Like these. Kind what of, about um, Daz Newsom? What Daz Newsom? I. I don't mind as Newsom. Again, I North Carolina wide he's, receiver. He's, by the way. I, he, there are so many good wide receivers in this class. I love the wide receivers in this class. Best wide I, receiver class ever. I know this is last year. I know this is last year. I, I, because I, this is my, my this theory. Class on this. Is, the bottom of this class is really, really good. I have a theory. On me. I agree. Theory on wide receivers. These yeah. kids, when they're playing in high school, don't want to play safety or corner, they want to play receiver. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's so many great wide receiver prospects. Yeah. And not as great safeties and corners. Like this safety draft isn't good. Like there's not gonna be a sa- is there gonna be a safety take in the first round? Oh yeah, there'll be at least one. Who? Trevor Morig. I've seen get, him late first round, Morig's early second round. Morig's gonna get taken in the first round. I'm a hundred percent confident in that. I like. See, I really like the safeties this class. That's Garrett, the other thing. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Okay, no, I was gonna mention the receiver. But you guys still go. Yeah. Say, you guys still well, no, well, no, no, no. I mean, one guy that I was looking at receiver wise, and this is this is way down the board, but a guy that I love and a guy that I've watched a lot. I gotta give a shout out. I know my, my brother's listening, a big Florida State fan. Tamori and Terry. Yep, he's, Terry. he's good too. He, this dude caught a thousand, he caught 60 receptions for a thousand yards with like James Blackman. Minor league quarterback. James Blackman might be the quarterback for the Chihuahuas in a couple of years. Seriously. <laughs> he, he might be joining Trent Richardson, but what, James Blackman? Uh, Jordan Travis? Oh, I mean, that guy, that guy is. 
bad. Dude, well, like these Jordan guys. Jordan Travis might yeah. be the worst quarterback to take a snap in college football. Oh, man. Year. Like it, I, these guys. Taylor Powell is still technically in college football. Now, there you, you go. guys don't, you guys haven't, you guys didn't get to experience the Taylor Powell era. At Missouri. Oh, God. Taylor Powell is still a division. That's Division One. Troy's Division One. I'm yeah, pretty sure. It so. is. Troy, yeah. Troy's in the same. He's still a Division One quarterback. So, go ahead. I had to. I had to throw my no, shots. You're good. I had to throw that's my shots at Taylor that's Powell. That's no, you're good. But that's the guy. You watch his intangibles too. He's six foot four. He's a big body receiver. He's also pretty fast. People mm-hmm. don't take into account. He's good. His speed. He ran a four four uh, forty. So he's a fast receiver mm-hmm. that can get up there and make a play. So I think Tamori and Terry. Yeah, he'll be a late pick. That will be a steal for somebody. He, I don't know where he'll go, but he'll be a he'll steal. He'll be drafted around the Austin Watkins. He around, uh, he'll I be agree. around the Austin Watkins, around the Marquez Stevenson, yep. around the Dwayne Eskridge, who, again, Dwayne Eskridge wasn't 24 years old. He'd be nope. a second-round pick. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, let's do some defense. Yeah. Micah Parsons, there's some questions about his character. He's mm-hmm. falling down draft boards. I don't, know if he's on draft. I don't know if he's on draft boards. What are your thoughts on Micah Parsons? Yeah, it's bad. I don't know if he's on draft boards. Explain, like, explain his issue. It's uh, it was the hazing. It was the hazing issue in um, Penn State. That was it. Was there was I mean there was the point where he got uh, I was about to say there was a lawsuit filed against him or at least against so. the university for his actions. His lawsuits ac- against Penn State. It was his yeah. yeah. It was his Shocker, actions. Right? It was his <laughs> actions. It was Yader Grossmatos was involved in it. I don't remember the other players. I know those two though because Yader Grossmatos was a second round pick last year. First yep. round pick. Second, second round pick. Yeah. Second round pick last year. Yeah. And Micah Parsons obviously being the first round pick this year. I don't know if he's. I, I legitimately don't know how many draft boards he's on. I guarantee you it's not thirty two. Really. I guarantee you it's I think 32. if he fell to New England at 15, that'd be a home run. I mean, from a, for, for, from, from a football standpoint. Yeah. From a pure football standpoint, yes. He would Agreed. absolutely it would be, it'd be a slam dunk home run because Michael Parsons is great. I don't know if the Patriots have him on the board. I really don't. And I don't know how many teams do. And I don't have that, any. That's definitely going to be something interesting I'll, to watch. He could be someone like Reuben Foster yeah. who yeah. fell to Washington yes. at 31. Well, no, no, he, he was San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco, San Francisco yeah. 31. They traded up to get him. Well, yeah, because San Francisco claimed that they were going to take him at three. Oh, yeah. But that's right. Yeah. He was really good in college. He was. Well, yeah, his character but it was the character issue. Awful. So, this, so you think people are comparing Micah Parsons to yeah, I think Reuben it's, Foster? Yeah, I, I think it's a really good comp because Reuben Foster in college was also incredible. Great player. Like, purely based on – because that was the whole thing John Lynch said. It was after the Trubisky trade and all that was – The Trubisky we had, trade. We, well, it was – we had two uh, – we had two um, – this is a paraphrasing the story, but we had two um, index cards on my desk. One of them said Solomon Thomas at two. And the other one was... Vontae Mack, no matter what. Well, no. One of them said Solomon Thomas at two. And the other one said, trade down with three, wrote the offer the Bears gave him, and then had two names underneath it, Solomon Thomas, Reuben Foster. And that was choice one, choice two. That's the story he's told. That's the story he told the next day, I believe, or after the draft was over, was that's how that's how it shaped up in his mind. And obviously, they chose to make the trade and whatever. And yeah. That they, but they were fully... They claimed they were fully confident taking Ruben Foster at three. We missed my draft day reference. There. You know, I, I heard it. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, <laughs> but that's the story they told. I think Micah Parsons is very similar to Let, that. Let's talk corners. Oh, the man. top five corners in the NFL right now are Stephon Gilmore, Trey White, Jair Alexander, Marlon Humphrey, could argue, is up there. Yeah. And um, the fifth name I had in my head is leaving me. But all these corners were taken in the first round. First round corners, and then the other, whoever the fifth was, their name left. Well, you built you built from back up now. There, yeah. Those players, the top five or six corners, all went the first round, mm-hmm. early second round. Some names that just left my head. The issue is, I don't think the corners this year are any so good. So, Patrick Sertain, Caleb Farley, J.C. Horn, Asante Samuel Jr., Tyson Campbell, the consensus top five corners. Do you think either of them 
can be an elite corner in the NFL. I think if those three, I mean, I, look, I think Patrick Sertain is obviously Sertain the is a, name. a stud. He's going to be a, he's the biggest name, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the guy I'm most intrigued by is J.C. Horn for South Carolina. I, I think like he played a really good role for the Gamecocks. Of course, kind of a, you know, an underrated team. You're not hearing much, and I mean, they had a terrible season, so it's not like really he's bad. getting much Missouri attention, people. but they did. But this guy is, he, they said he had two interceptions, six passes defended in 2020, and then he hmm. out to the final three games because of Will Muschamp being gone. But this is a you guy. You Muschamp wasn't a good coach? Oh, that was bad. No way. Bad. You don't say. But this guy is, no, he's got all this. Give me six foot one, 205, runs a 4.540, so not the fastest. But Sertain's on the fastest. He runs a 4.52, so none of these cornerbacks in this draft mm-hmm. are going to beat you with speed. They're all just big, physical defensive backs, and that's why I think I'm curious to watch J.C. Horn. I've seen him on tape. He's a great player. Mm-hmm. He makes a great play on the ball. He's a ball hawk. But, you know, I think, of course, you can't overlook – I mean, you mentioned Harrison Sertain. He is the gold star big name right yep. now in this cornerback draft. He is. From South Florida. See, yep. I, I like Caleb Farley. I like Sertain. I like J.C. Horn. I'm not in love with any of them. No. I'm not in love with any corner in this draft. Agreed. I'm going to be completely honest about that. And I don't agree. Not Sean Wade? What? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sean Wade more than most people. Really? Okay. He's a, Sean, he's, a, I, he's a slot corner. Sean Wade will never be a successful corner in the National a, Football no, League. No, he's a fantastic nickel corner. That's all he can do. That's not that valuable. Great, let's put him against Chris Godwin and see how it goes. He, he's a good nickel corner. I'll say that one. He's Bryce Callahan. That's who Sean Wade yeah. is. And Bryce Callahan's really good at his job. It's just his job's not that valuable. So, there's that. I also don't necessarily agree that Tyson Campbell and Asante Samuel are 4-5. and five. Garrett, what do you have? I was going to say, if you want me to give you a, a sleeper, yeah. we're talking about uh, guys, yeah. that, the guys that fall late. you got to remember that uh, Marco Wilson's still sitting at 19th on the board. Oh, God. For, for oh, cornerbacks. Oh, God. Is he throwing shoes? <laughs> Marco, Marco Wilson's the reason that Florida had no chance Dude. in the playoff this year. So, you know why they had I love a chance this, in the SEC? I love this like, draft never, thing for I him. will never forget being right outside in the – in the lobby here, watching that happen oh, and being absolutely man. dumbfounded. Pain, the, dude. I, I don't. But going back, I don't think Tyson Campbell and Asante Samuel are four and five. I don't think Asante Samuel is really anywhere close. No, I think Tyson Campbell is. Here are the two guys, and I don't know how far these guys are falling anymore because I think everyone's starting to kind of pick up that they're really good. Greg Newsome, yep. out of Northwestern, he had like what six interceptions. He was this year? he was in, in ten games or not even yeah. ten. No, he didn't. They played eight games. I think. They played. Was it eight uh, games? It's like seven or eight, eight games. Eight, yeah, eight, yeah. Seven or eight. yeah. And he he was incredible. Granted, he did have an All American safety, which I yeah. think Brandon Josephs. We're looking back two years from now. Brandon Josephs going to be a top five. Like he's going to be Jamal Adams, like yeah. Jamal Adams level safety prospect in a couple of years. So I don't, I don't know how much of that's solely on him, but Greg Newsom was incredible for Northwestern this year, and um, Obi Malfamu's brother, if you ask yeah. Malfamu, is just abs again absolutely incredible as a corner, and he's going to be a he should be a top fifty pick. Both those guys should be top fifty picks. I don't know if they're going to go top 50. Both yeah. of those actually be top 50. Probably. All right, we're doing short on time. We're going to do some rapid-fire questions. First one, Jose Borgales, number one no. kicker. Sure. Where is he going? Sure. What round? He's I the greatest know. college kicker in no the No clue. I love no Jose. No clue. He's definitely not the greatest college kicker you've ever seen because Roberto, Agu- Roberto Aguayo definitely oh, existed. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, how's he doing? But What's he up to nowadays? That is he, more is he kicking for the Chihuahuas later? <laughs> okay. We'll never stop talking about that team on the show ever again. The Chihuahuas. Rapid-fire, who do the Chicago Bears take at 20? Give me a name. Christian Darisaw. Is there any way the Jets don't end up with a quarterback at the end of the first round? By the end of the first round, did they not end up with a quarterback? I, there's a way, yeah. That's if they like Sam Darnold. I, or, or get Deshaun Watson. I just don't see either of those happening. Who do the Falcons take at number four? Freelance. What defensive player would be a good fit for the Cowboys at 10? Oh, God. Ugh. 
I want to say Gregory Rougeau because I think Gregory Rougeau is a the best defensive player in the draft, and they need edge help. I want to. I also want to go Owusu Koromoa because I think Owusu Koromoa, talent wise, might be the best best defensive player in this draft. Who do the Patriots take at fifteen? Mac Jones. All right. Yeah, Mac Jones. Which team in the contender range? This is Green Bay, Baltimore, Cleveland, yeah. Buffalo, New Orleans can pull away with a strong draft. And who do you like? Which see Cleveland can because I trust I trust yeah. everything Cleveland does at this point because. I think I truly think they're one of the best run organizations in football. And then what do the Chiefs do at thirty-one? <laughs> if it was up to me. They're taking Rondale Moore. I don't <laughs> think he'd be a good receiver there. I tell me one way you're going to defend Tyree Kill, Michael Hardman, Rondale Moore? Because Michael Hardman's not that good. That's, they're you're, they're running by <laughs> you. It doesn't matter. All three of them are running by you. That being said, they're also signing either John Ross or Will Fuller, yeah, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but oh, John Ross, man, I'm really afraid of him. I, well, <laughs> Again, try defending John Ross, Michael Hardman, Tyreek Hill when they're both five yards past you at the snap. If so, John so, Ross can catch the football, if, so be it. If who I actually think if he falls, if he falls to the Chiefs, it's gonna be Elijah Vera Tucker. Guy that could play both inside. Yeah, he can kick out enough. he can kick outside if you truly need, because tackle depth was definitely an issue for that team last year. I think he'd probably start opposite um Duvernay Tardif next year, because I that's where I'm guessing he'd end up playing at least to start the year. I think that makes a lot of sense for the Mizzou Chiefs. players. Where's Nick Bolton going? Ooh. If it was up to me, mid second or up middle, beginning middle second round, I think that's where he probably ends up. What team would be a good fit? Oh God, I don't know. That's a good question. I have to. I think I'd have to look more into schemes for that because I think he's a very spe- scheme specific player. What about the safety duo of Bledsoe and Gillespie? Then I'll get Jared. Yeah, jumping. They're both really good. I don't know where they're going to go, but they're both they're big. Re- they're both really, really yeah. good. Tyree Gillespie, especially, is going to be around the league for a long time. Agreed. Garrett, what do you have? Yeah, long I was going to. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think uh, Gillespie is kind yeah. of the standout of those two. Of course, well, Bledsoe is also great. They play like both of the them. LSU guy. He was the, he had the breakup against the mm-hmm. LSU game against Terrace yep. Marshall to win the game. No, yep. I think those guys. I could see Bledsoe and Gillespie both fluttering around that fourth to sixth round yep. range. Day three. I Gillespie's think better. He both, is. Both of them. He is. Sh- both of them should be day three. Picks. I agree. So I could see or day, day two picks. Day two picks. I Both could of them see should be. Bolton. Look, I, I I'm with you. I think Bolton is a late first round, early second round fringe pick. Where I think he would fit best at, I think Green Bay would benefit from getting him. I think they Green have a weak Bay, line jacking court. They do. Did they just cut Christian Kirksey? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, because, there's a fit. Well, I mean, because they needed money. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, but now yeah, that's oh, an I open spot of linebacker. I, we don't know. I don't know what their scheme's going to be next year. That's the issue. I think Nick that's Bol- the thing. I think Nick Bolton's a very scheme specific player because I don't think Buffalo. I think Buffalo would be good. Nick, Nick Bolton has to play the middle linebacker yeah, in a 4 does. 3. Agreed. In my mind, for him to be successful, he cannot play in a 3 4. No. And he cannot play in a nickel. He cannot be a starter in a purely in a primary nickel defense and a primary dime defense. I don't yeah. think he can't move laterally well enough mm. to be that guy. And as much as I love Nick Bolton, I think, again, you put him in the right spot, he's going to have a fantastic career in this career in this league there are definitely some limitations here and obviously again i'm not comparing these two guys because it'd be completely unfair nick bolton plays a lot like brian urlacher did it's the put brian urlacher in any other any other scheme but the tampa two yeah tell him to go cover guys on the perimeter he's not gonna be able to do it because he's just he's not that kind of athlete nick bolton's a lot in that same garden yes he's not i said he's not brian urlacher because brian urlacher's in the hall of fame nick bolton's not gonna be in the hall of fame i don't think but there's a lot of similarities in terms of just play style between those two guys, in my mind. So we're going to wrap it up with that. This has been Start Your Sunday. You can catch Tyler on the Rough Draft Thursdays, 3 p.m. KCU Unfiltered on Saturday nights. Garrett, you got your hockey show. 
It's on the C stream on Saturdays, I believe. Yep, Saturday, 9 a.m. Saturday, 9 a.m. You can catch me. Oh, wow. Oh, I know. Gary gets up early on the weekends. I got my podcast coming out this week. Thank you for starting your Sunday. We'll see you next Sunday. Thanks, Tyler, for joining us. And enjoy your Sunday without football.